from the Mercy One Studio. Thought of the Week with Monsignor Frank Bugnano every Wednesday at 9 a.m. and 9 p.m. on Iowa Catholic Radio and online at iowacatholicradio.com or the Iowa Catholic Radio app. This is Monsignor Frank Bugnano, Catholic Radio. Thank you for listening. We're going to talk a little bit today about, believe it or not, about love, but we're going to talk about this whole suffering thing we're going through as a nation, this pandemic, uh, COVID-19. We're suffering as a nation. It's Really, it's, it's the worst pandemic our country, probably one of the worst our world has ever experienced. And uh, it's so interesting. We're not the first time, this, this isn't the first rodeo for the human race. There have been epidemics all the time, plagues, etc. My gosh, we know that. But now we're in one. We thought, oh my gosh, it's, this is real stuff. So, well, how do we think about how do we think about the pandemic? How do we do this? Well, when I, number one, of course, we all think about our health. You know, am I being exposed? Do I wear a mask? Um, I, I'm concerned about my family. I hope I hope they're all okay. I tell my friends, you know, uh, close yourself in. Uh, don't 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 go out. And we worry about our, our country. What about what about the folks in New York or Detroit or Louisiana uh, or Chicago now? So what about all those folks? It, why is this happening? I mean, that's the big question because we're human beings. <coughs> and as human beings, we always ask the question, why? That's the rational thing to do. Three-year-olds do it. That's one of the reasons we know <laughs> that they're rational is because no matter what you say, I want you to go to your room. Why? You know, sure. We're always looking for a reason. Uh, well, obviously, this is something beyond us, this COVID-19. It really is. It's international, and it doesn't respect the government. It doesn't respect country borders. It doesn't respect religions or even laws. It's beyond us. It transcends us. It's transcendent and and uh, by the way that makes us feel pretty helpless so we look in the bible why do we look in the bible because this isn't the first rodeo of the human race we've been through it before especially in the history of god's people in the history of the human race remember noah and the flood that was a biggie but i like to refer to the one right now in the book of numbers chapter 21 remember that one uh, the people, uh, Moses was leading the people through the desert to the promised land, and they started to complain about the food. They complained to God that God was sending them uh, uh, all this this terrible food they were eating. I wanted to go back to Egypt. And they didn't trust that God would lead them out of the desert to the promised land. They didn't trust God. So, the wrath of God. There you go. God punished them sent poisonous snakes to bite them. Anyone that bit, they died. They were everywhere. Snakes were everywhere. What was the answer? How'd they get out of that plague? (laughs) Well, salvation came, one, by the prayer of Moses. He prayed to God, Dear God, please do something about all these snakes biting people. And then God said, All right, I want you to do something. I want these people to have some faith. I want you to make a bronze serpent, put it on a pole, a symbol, and everybody who will look up at that will be healed. Well, some of them did, 
and were healed. Some said, I'm not going to look at that pole. You know, they didn't believe. They, they didn't look. So anyway, uh, and in a sense, uh, maybe, maybe this COVID-19, maybe this is like the poisonous snakes killing people worldwide. We are supposed to have faith, and we are doing that. People are praying like crazy. That's great. That's wonderful. But let's, let's ask this question. Is this the wrath of God? Wow. Is he now punishing us? You know, whatever. Well, you know, I think the best explanation that I have recently read comes from Pope Benedict talking about the wrath of God. It's interesting. Uh, he talks about love and correction. Love and correction. And here's what he wrote. Anger is not necessarily also in contradiction to love. A father, for instance, sometimes has to speak crossly to his son or daughter so as to prick their conscience. Why? Because he loves them. And he would fall short of his loving obligation and of his, and of his will to love them if, in order to make things easier for one of them and also for himself, he avoids the task of putting that child right, sometimes by making a critical intervention in that son or daughter's life. We know that, for example, spoiled children, to whom everything has been permitted, are off, they often wind up in life unable to come to terms with life, because later on, life treats them quite differently. And because they've never learned discipline themselves, they get off on the wrong track. Uh, or, for example, uh, because I want to be nice to that ch- person, my friend, so I give an addict the drugs that, that person wants. Instead of trying to wean my friend off of drugs, I give him drugs because the treatment would be too hard. And so, in that case, you cannot talk about real love. No, just because I want my friend to keep liking me, I'm going to keep helping him with their, ad- or their addiction. Let me put it another way. Uh, love in the true sense is not always making a matter of of easy or or nice uh, a, a sugar-coated jesus or god who agrees with everything is never anything but nice and friendly that's a caricature of real love because god loves us and he wants us to grow in truth but he necessarily he has to make demands on us he sometimes has to correct us he has to do these things and we often call it the wrath of god well, call it wrath if you want, or you can call it wrath of my mom and dad, but sometimes he has to help help us resist these temptations, or he gives us a little, a little upcomings to help us to prevent us from being worse in, in something. So yeah, that's we'll talk about that some more. We'll be right back. Monsignor Frank Bignano, Catholic Radio. Support for Dowling Catholic Sports 365 is provided in part by Ashworth Vision Clinic with two licensed optometrists, Barbara Sheets, a Dowling Catholic graduate, and Dr. Todd Pedig. The Ashworth Vision Clinic team provides complete eye exams, contact lenses, glasses, glaucoma testing, and pre- and post-operative care. Ashworth Vision Clinic is located at Ashworth and 60th Street in West Des Moines, 515-440-4610, online at ashworthvision.com. 
Thank you, Dental Associates, for underwriting Dowling Catholic Sports 365. With over 40 years' experience, Dental Associates is a group dental practice with the mission of promoting optimum health and well-being to all patients, providing preventative, restorative, and cosmetic dentistry for the entire family. Message underwritten by Dr. Kenton Gleichman, Dr. Steve Carbaca, Dr. Christine Mulcahy, and Dr. Ben Nagel. Dental Associates, addressing your smile, needs, and dreams. Online at Des Moines-DentalAssociates.com. Doing what is challenging because it's right. That's Blackbird Investments. In 2013, Blackbird Investments was born from the inspiration of St. Kevin. When it comes to building real estate, they look for creative solutions by forming strategic alliances, creating energy-efficient buildings, and engaging with local craftsmen. At its core, Blackbird Investments believes in giving buildings a new life. BlackbirdInvest.com Blackbird Investments, doing what is challenging because it's right. Support for Iowa Catholic Radio and Faith on Trial provided by Paul Martin and Paul Mitchell, owners of Imogene Ingredients. Imogene Ingredients supply specialized feed ingredients for livestock and pet diets to improve maternal and young animal health in both conventional and organic production. Information about Pharmatan and other products at ImogeneIngredients.com. Paul and Paul are members of St. Augustine's Knights of Columbus and encourage their brother knights to keep standing for their faith. This is Monsignor Frank Bignano. We're talking about the wrath of God. I just explained, I read actually what Pope uh, Benedict had said about the wrath of God. And he said, really, God is a good parent. And a good parent sometimes will discipline a child because he sees that child is going to start slipping backwards, is getting into the wrong company. No, you can't use the car, you know, or I don't want you going, going out with that person. I'll be honest with you. This happened uh, when I was a teenager. I was hanging around with a guy that was not good for me at all, and my dad laid down the law. He said, that's it. I don't want that kid around here anymore. God bless him. You know, I didn't like that necessarily. I felt humiliated, but I needed it. Boy, I thank God for my good father, my dad. God bless him. So, yeah, sometimes that's the wrath of God is really the love of God getting us to step up a little bit. Step up to the plate. Come on. So there you go. Uh, and, and, you know, we, we read about that uh, when we read about the life of, uh, of St. Paul. St. Paul, in his letter to the Hebrews, talks about the discipline of God. He talks about faith and how faith was always tried. Chapter 11 of the book of Hebrews, that whole chapter is on faith. Faith that was tested. The faith of Abraham was tested. The faith of Moses was, in other words, God said, all right, step up to the plate. Yeah, the faith, and then it goes into the uh, the, the, the faith of, of the prophets, Gideon, Barak, Samson, Jephthiah, uh, David, Samuel, the prophets, all these people. So, yeah, that's it. You want to talk about the wrath of God? That's it. But I love it. And then in chapter 12, he says, uh, he goes on to talk about chapter 12. He, after going through all these Old Testament folks who were tested, he says, okay, therefore, I'll read this chapter 12 of book of the Hebrews. Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us rid ourselves of every burden of sin that clings to us. And let's persevere in running the race that lies before us, keeping our eyes fixed on Jesus, our leader, 
the perfecter of our faith. And for the sake, even him, for the sake of the joy that lay before him, Jesus himself endured the cross, despising its shame, and has taken his seat at the right hand of the throne of God. Consider, consider how Jesus endured such opposition from sinners in order that you may not grow weary and lose heart. In your struggle against sin, you've not yet resisted to the point of shedding your blood. Or, have you forgotten the exhortation addressed to you as sons and daughters? My son, my daughter, do not disdain the discipline of the Lord or lose heart when God reproves you. For whom the Lord loves, he disciplines. He scourges every son or daughter he acknowledges. He will test them. He wants them to grow. He's a parent. Remember that. Our Father who art in heaven. Okay? So here's what Paul says. Uh, Verse number 7. Endure your trials as a discipline because God is treating you as his children. What child is there whom his father does not discipline? And if you are without discipline, in which all have shared, you're not a child, you're an illegitimate child. Besides this, we have had our earthly fathers and mothers who disciplined us, and we respected them. Should we not then submit all the more to the Father of spirits and live? Our parents disciplined us for a short time, which seemed right to them, but God does it for our benefit in order that we can share in his holiness. At the time, all discipline may seem, (laughs) it certainly does, not a cause of joy but of pain, and yet later on it brings the peaceful fruit of righteousness to those who are trained in it. Boy, we see that. We see that in parents who really have a good, solid, loving discipline of their children, and others who just let their kids do any old thing. Those those young people never turn out. That's oh, too bad. So he says, yes, this is what God is doing. Yes. So, so he says, therefore, I encourage you, says St. Paul, verse 12 of, uh, verse 12 of the 11th chapter, or 12th chapter, I'm sorry. So he says, strengthen your drooping hands and your weak knees, make straight the paths of your feet, so that what is lame may not be dislocated, but healed. That's right, healed. So he is he is in a healing mode because he is our loving Father. That's it. So that's what we pray. Dear Lord, during this pandemic we're going through, you are in charge. It's way beyond us. But you're teaching us. There's something going on here beyond us. And because you're in control of everything, your love is reaching out. And we say, well, Lord, that, that's hard. That's tough. That's right. <laughs> that's right. That's what I told my dad, my mama. That's tough. My dad said, you're supposed to go to work. That's hard. Go to work. Okay. So, Lord, help me to learn what you're teaching me through this pandemic. What wisdom have I suddenly come up with that kind of surprised me? Or what are you telling our country? What are you talking? What about our culture? What about the morals of our country, some of our behaviors? What are you doing, Lord? Are you showing us that all these things we have aren't really, they're wonderful gifts, but they're not God? 
So, yeah. So, Lord, help us to grow in wisdom. Help us to grow in wisdom. In fact, I would often suggest, I do this to people, for each one of you, the book of wisdom in the Old Testament, chapter 9. You know what that is? Chapter 9 is the prayer that young Solomon offered when he asked God to give him wisdom because he was a teenager who took over the country. He needed wisdom, and he prayed that chapter 9 prayer in the book of wisdom. Pray it. Seek God's wisdom in this pandemic. And we'll be right back. We'll talk more about God and loving us. What is the best gift ever? Giving a Catholic education is at the top of my list. Your contribution to CTO helps families send their children to our Catholic schools who otherwise could not afford it. In giving to CTO, you receive the best tax credits ever. Pledge or donate online at ctoiowa.org. The bottom line, it's for the kids and their future. Since 1924, St. Vincent de Paul has been helping those less fortunate work towards self-sufficiency. Last year, St. Vincent de Paul helped over 20,000 individuals with food, clothing, and shelter, while also offering classes in financial literacy, high school completion, career readiness, and prisoner re-entry. SVDPDSM.org, 515-282-8327. Shop, donate, volunteer, serve. This message was brought to you by Homemakers Furniture. Thank you to Confluence Brewing Company for underwriting Christ is the Answer with Father Ricardo, heard Monday through Friday at 11 a.m. Confluence Brewing Company is a local brewery in Des Moines featuring seasonal and limited release beers. They have cans and growlers to go, apparel, and other gifts for family and friends. Live music is featured in the tap room. Confluence Brewing Company is located off the bike trail south of Grays Lake. Thank you to Confluence Brewing Company for your support of Iowa Catholic Radio on the web at confluencebrewing.com. That's confluencebrewing.com. There are millions of children that go hungry every day. Thank you to Skeffington's Formalware for supporting Mary's Meals. Their vision is that every child in the world should be able to receive at least one good meal every day in a place of education. Mary'sMealsUSA.org Thanks to Blessman International for their support of Iowa Catholic Radio. Every year, Blessman International leads teams of Central Iowans to share the compassionate heart of Christ with orphans and vulnerable children in South Africa. You can learn more and sign up for a trip at blessmaninternational.org. This is Monsignor Frank Bagnano. Thought of the Week, Catholic Radio, the wrath of God, as I explained as Pope Benedict explained, and I've tried to explain, that the wrath of God is the love of God, the love of God. We perceive perceive it as wrath, like when my dad uh, chewed me out and forbade me from from hanging around this one guy. The wrath of my dad, dad, what's wrong? Why, what's wrong with you? Well, there's nothing wrong with God at all. My, My dad always wrong with me. He was loving me. He was taking time and it didn't make him feel good either. He knew it wouldn't make me feel good, but that wasn't the point. The point was love. That's the point. And we have to look at the love of God. That's what we look at. Everything God does, he does out of love. That's it. So, and we have to look at it that way. Sometimes we have to look at our experiences that we have had. St. Paul went through that, by the way. Uh, St. Paul had great revelations. He was even taken up to the, as he says, I, I was taken up. I think to the seventh heaven, you know, he, he, he had great experiences, but, but then he says this, he said, God had to, 
<laughs> had had to give me a little discipline. He said, I'm, I'm quoting chapter 12 of Second Corinthians, St. Paul. Because of the abundance of the revelations, that I may not become too proud, a thorn in the flesh was given to me, there you go, an angel of Satan to beat me, keep, keeping me from becoming too elated, too proud, whatever. Three times I begged God, please take this away. And three times he said to me, Paul, my grace is sufficient for you, for power is made perfect in weakness. Wow. So Paul says, I would rather boast most gladly of my weaknesses in order that the power of Christ might dwell in me. Therefore, I am content with weaknesses, insults, hardships, persecutions, constraints for the sake of Christ. For when I am weak, then I, then I am strong. Will we be able to say that about the COVID-19? When we were weak, then we were strong. In the words of God to Paul, my grace is sufficient for my power. Power is made perfect in weakness. I remember years ago at my parish, Christ King Parish, there was a man, his name was Chuck. Chuck um, would sit in, next, in a wheelchair in front of the front row there, <clears throat> smile on his face. Chuck had been out of the church for years. His brother, Jim, prayed and prayed and prayed. And finally, Chuck, Chuck got cancer uh, and was at VA hospital. And his brother had gotten the chaplain. I don't know how it all worked out. But anyway, so Chuck has a conversion, comes back to the church. So then I met him, and he'd be right there, a big smile on his face every Sunday. He told me this one time. He said, you know, the cancer was the best thing that ever happened to me because it brought me back to the church. Wow. He died in great peace. Yeah. So, right. God loves us. And so, so that's the thing that we should do. We should invite God in. Lord, I don't know what you're doing, but it's got to be good. Let me, let me grab onto the good you're doing. Your love is in control. I want you to come in. Or the prayer of St. Francis Xavier, the great patron of, of uh, missions. St. Francis, here's his prayer. I love it. I adore you, God the Father who, who created me. I adore you, God the Son who redeemed me. I adore you, God the Holy Spirit who has sanctified me and continues to carry on the work of my sanctification. I consecrate this day, he said this in the morning, I consecrate this day to your love and to your great glory. I do not know what this day will bring, either pleasant or troublesome, whether I'm going to be happy or sorrowful. Shall I enjoy consolation or undergo pain and grief? It shall be as you please. I give myself into your hands. I submit myself to whatever you will. Prayer of the great saint, and boy, did he suffer, patron, patron, uh, saint of the missions. And I love what Cousade says, Jean-Pierre Cousade. He wrote Abandonment to Divine Providence. It's a great book. Here's what, what he wrote. I love this. There's not a moment in which God does not present himself 
under some pain to be endured, of some consolation to be enjoyed, some duty to be performed, that all takes place around us, through us. It contains and conceals His divine action. There's not a moment, I'll say that again, there's not a moment when God does not present Himself under the cover of some pain to be endured or some consolation to be enjoyed. Yeah, it's not all pain. Some duty to be performed. All that takes place within us, around us, or through us, contains and often conceals his divine action. So all simple souls must admire and respect one another. We should say, Let's proceed each along our path to the same goal, united in purpose, and by means of God's order, which is a great variety, is is in all of us. Wow. Or he also had that great statement, God teaches souls by pains and obstacles, not by ideas. So that's what Jean-Pierre de Cousade, the patri- who in his great work, the abandonment to divine providence. You can get that. So that's the wrath of God. We call it wrath. It's the love of God. The good parent who loves us so much that he wants us to grow and prevent us from slipping. This is Monsignor Frank Vignano, Iowa Catholic Radio, Thought of the Week. Join Iowa Catholic Radio every Wednesday at 9 a.m. and 9 p.m. for Thought of the Week with Monsignor Frank Pugnano. Listen online at iowacatholicradio.com or on the Iowa Catholic Radio app.